0: Uh, Let's get to Kayla Towshey. More news I imagine, out of Washington. Hey, Kayla.
1: Hey, Carl. Well, the president was asked whether this effectively means that all depositors in the United States have a backstop. He did not answer that question. But in those remarks earlier this hour, he sought to really drive home that message that is so important to the administration that taxpayers will bear no cost of this rescue. Here's the president earlier this hour. All customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured, I want mean, to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills, and stay open for business. No losses will be, and I'm, this is an important point no losses will be borne by the taxpayers.
2: First and foremost, uh, for me, this was a bailout of Silicon Valley. Not Silicon Valley Bank of Silicon Valley. And everyone needs to be clear on that. This was not a bailout of hardworking Americans and small accounts. This was a, a bank that only catered for the most part to Silicon Valley and their customers. So how does Silicon Valley get so big? All of the money that cascaded into our economy uh, at the beginning of the pandemic helped to spur that big IPO and SPAC streak, if you guys remember. 90% of them were pure crap. So they're living large they're having a great time. What do they do with the money? They don't lend it out. They don't lend it out. By the way, who the hell needs a loan in Silicon Valley? They don't lend it out. So they put it into different things and they start loan, and, you know, start uh, uh, investing with it. Then things look a little dicey. So they say, okay, well, let's buy these bonds. When banks put these bonds, there's two ways you can put bonds on your, on your books. One is held to maturity. If you do that, you don't have to mark the ups and downs of the bond market. Right. You don't have to mark that on, the, on, on your balance sheet. The ones that are for sale, you do, and you have to actively manage those. But the bulk of these bonds that they had were held to maturity. So the fact of the matter is, is the bond market took one of the worst rubbings it's ever had in the last year, the value of their bonds, their core asset started to go down. Mm-hmm. But this is an irresponsible, reckless bank. But it's, and let, let's, let's be clear, the mean bank account in this country is $41,000. The average bank account for someone without a high school diploma, 9,000 bucks. The bachelor's degree, 79,000 bucks. This is another bailout of the elites. This is a bailout of Silicon Valley, the same Silicon Valley that just brought a Sam Bankman freed. The Silicon Valley that for 20 years grew companies privately to exorbitant valuations, outrageous valuations, and then foisted them on the public at even higher valuations. Mm
1: Sunday's Fentanyl Prevention Day, as you noted, and it is so important, I think, to have public awareness and to be talking about what is happening in our country. So what we see happening at DEA is essentially that there are two cartels in Mexico, the Sinaloa Cartel and the Jalisco New Generation Cartel that are killing Americans with fentanyl at catastrophic and record rates like we have never seen before. And those cartels are acting with calculated deliberate treachery to get fentanyl to the United States and to get people to buy it through fake pills, by hiding it in other drugs, any means that they can take in order to drive addiction and to make money.
0: I'll tell you, this this fanning the flames of border crisis is, is so such, such baloney. I mean, the reality is when Republicans are talking about drugs streaming across the border and it being immigrants that bring them, the majority, Jose, as you know, of drugs, which is absolutely something we have to stop, are coming across the border, mostly carried by Americans, at our, our actual border crossings.
3: This administration clearly has different factions uh, within it as it relates to energy. And usually the far left radical enviros and the, their allies in the administration win. You know, in many ways this was actually a split decision because you saw they approved the three pad mm-hmm. willow project. But then they announced this huge lockup of Alaska, which um, we've uh, of course we're going to fight that when, once that comes out. So it does show that um, they're still listening to the far left. But with regard to uh, this project, the one thing that I, I actually mentioned the president, I mentioned to every Biden administration official, and they've never been able to answer it, even the ones who supposedly care about the environment, they just lifted sanctions on Venezuela. We're importing 100,000 barrels a day from Venezuela, a terrorist regime with a horrible record on human rights, labor rights, and a horrible record on the environment. Uh, one of the most polluting places to produce oil anywhere in the world. How can you do that and not let Alaska produce? They never have an answer to that question. I think that was part of the calculus here. Was there any discussion in the White House about what the blowback would be for approving the Willow Oil Project? Because people have gotten quite upset about it. I think there's some protesters outside right now.
2: Well, I think that the the, the concerns are based on what we should all be concerned about. But the the solutions have to be and include what we are doing in terms of going forward, in terms of investments.
1: For those of you that didn't notice, Florida was doing great long before Ron DeSantis got there. People are fleeing from New York to Florida and other places because of high taxes and out-of-control crime. It's really bad. Not because of the governor. Thank you, Mr. President, for doing that. But it's not because of the governor. Florida was doing fantastically. You had a governor named Rick Scott who did a very good job. Even Charlie Crist, a Democrat, did a good job, and he had very good numbers. Sunshine and ocean are very alluring. It's not too hard to work with those factors. So just remember, Florida was doing really well long before Ron DeSanctus got there. The president's budget took my breath away. Um, His numbers are extraordinary. We're going to run out of digits here. It's a $6.9 trillion budget, $4.7 trillion in new taxes that will affect everyone over 10 years. $18 trillion in new debt. Uh, Anything seems possible when you don't know what you're talking about. The Wall Street Journal just reported that the president's budget will will add eight, 11, rather 11 trillion dollars, in a financial shortfall to Social Security and Medicare. Uh, the only way I know how to improve the president's budget is with a shredder.
3: You know, it bothers me every year. I mean, it's it's what we it bothered my dad every year for 18 years, whatever it was. I mean, you know, it, it's it's what our fans expect, and, and we understand that. The best we can do is to field Opening Day a, a team that can win a championship, and that's what we try to do every year. Some people would argue one year to the next that you know we're not good enough. Or some years we are good enough. I, I certainly believe we're good enough this year. The countries all are susceptible to pressure, to peer pressure. They don't want to be the outlier. I mean, there's a couple of countries that we know are outliers and don't care. But but I think China has done um, has been very sensitive and has actually invested a lot in their solutions uh, to achieve their goals. So we're we're hopeful that, you know, we can all learn from what China is doing, but the amount of money that they're investing in clean energy is actually, you know, uh, encouraging.
4: Welcome back to the Unregulated Podcast. This is episode number 124. Here on Thursday, March
0: 16th, in the AEA studios, your co-host Tom Pyle, yeah, I'm Mike McKenna, I'm waiting for that big 125th. I don't know what we're gonna do on that one. Big 125, 125. All right, so I went back
4: and forth on this bank, and then I just got annoyed. So I, I threw these two opening clips in here. The first was Biden assuring. Americans that the hardworking small businesses that were had their deposits in Silicon Valley Bank would be able to resume operations and then our friend at fox charles payne uh, it's a little long, but we—I wanted to put it in there for context. And I know, Mike, you're mad that he was yelling at us, like, but I, I think he did as good a job as anybody of explaining exactly what this was
0: versus yeah. what the administration would like to, yeah, to I, I mean, perceive I'm, it to be. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. It's not like poor people, but he, look, every like him, like everybody else, has missed important parts of this story, and I don't understand why it's complicated. I know the parts of the story. That I got are a important. couple.
4: Of, things i want to say about it but i'll let you 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 first. first
0: you first first of all if you have a rule
4: if you if you insure accounts up to a certain amount of money and then when a bank fails or when a bank you know craters because of bad decisions that they made and then you assure people that the money in the bank beyond the amount that the federal government is insuring and, and and basically ensure all, assure that you'll get all of it what's the point of having the limit yeah there's no point in having a limit and what is the point of any bank acting responsibly if they know much like the student loan situation if they know that if they screw up and do something stupid one they're going to get bailed out and two the rules don't matter okay that's my that's one of my beefs okay. and then my other beef other largely beef? tracks along with what Charles Payne said. This I, is a bailout of a, of Silicon Valley, much like what happened yeah. in 2008 in New York, right? Yeah. Bad yeah. decisions, bad management. And now we, us, you and me, everyone in our audience is on the hook and paying these companies Right, And the people who had their money in the bank, right. not mom and pops, not little, little well, folks. okay. Sometimes, right? All right? This is the part that drives people yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah. Here's, you know what drives me crazy? Yeah. I know. A lot does. Yeah, but- well, you know what? This is, this is like a pet peeve of mine, and it's getting worse as I get older, and that is this. People yap when they should shut up. And Char- so I should shut up? No. Okay. No, but no, because you're mostly right. And you're only wrong in the extent to which you agree with Charles Payne, because the reality of it is we're not bailing out the bank. We're bailing out the depositors. Those are two different groups of human beings, shareholders okay. and depositors. Nuance. But the it's depositors not a nuance. It's important. The deposit- who are the depositors? What difference does it make? Would you feel better if they were rich people instead of rich companies? I'm sure there was a combination of the two, but I'm it is sure the there was, culture I agree of with you. Silicon
4: Valley I agree with you that completely. they're protecting.
0: I agree with you completely that, that the number is the number, and that's that. The administration was trying to stem contagion. That's true. Um, what's not true is – what they said that wasn't true is like taxpayers aren't going to pay. Anybody with a bank account's going to pay, and that's pretty much every taxpayer. So, yeah. um, you know – Our arguments on the right would be significantly stronger if they were based in fact instead of guys hollering. I don't know how to say that nicely, especially since I'm now a guy hollering. Look, um, was the bank, did they make a bunch of lousy investments? Yes. Did they not pay attention to the core business? Absolutely, they didn't pay attention to the core business. Should the shareholders be, be shot? Absolutely. Should the depositors be shot? Yeah. I'm almost indifferent to that, really. I'm not sure the depositors did anything wrong other than trust the wrong guys. And let's face it, if if I asked you like where you bank, to, if you could tell me what like the board of directors at I, I, I Wells Fargo, this is not
4: a this is not a small this is not a small town bank. This is the 16th right? largest bank in the United States. Right. Yeah. And this this is not a like sort of your mere mom and pop retailer clients, right? These are all these guys as as all Mr. Right. Payne had pointed out. Who did or or were involved in you know yeah. the folks like Elizabeth Holmes, right, who who gave us okay. Theranos right or whatever right. the hell F- that fair
0: shows. enough. What here's my question, and this is a legitimate question because it's going to come at us really quickly here in the next ten days. What are we going to feel when Credit Suisse goes under? Are we what are we going to be angry at them because they're not an American bank? or Are we going to insure the depositors to the maximum. The answer is we're going to insure the depositors, and we probably should. You know, Universal deposit insurance, I don't think that's a bad idea. I wish we'd probably go through regular order and decide it. But part of the problem is, is it's Silicon Valley Bank. They made Silicon Valley-type mistakes. I get it. I get it. I get it. Nobody wants to pay for those mistakes, and we're not paying for those mistakes. That's where I draw the line with this guy paying. We're not paying for those mistakes. We're paying the depositors. you saying, well, the depositors should have known. No doubt some of the richer ones should have. But not everybody knows everything about everything. Okay, That's all I'm saying. So the next bank failure, which like I said, we're going to have in the next couple of days here. I want everybody to think about this as we get into this because this is not going to be the only bank failure, right? We've already had three, four if you count First Republic. We're heading towards Credit Suisse. God knows who's next. And I think we need to be careful with our facts. Careful, careful, careful. Okay, which fact are you disputing? Which which fact? That we're bailing no out problem? the bank. We're not bailing out the bank. Okay, so-,
4: so, so that's, okay. Not,
0: that's not accurate.
4: Okay. And, and Payne so, made a big deal so, of it. It's not
0: accurate. It's, it's okay. literally inaccurate. You
4: know, we're, we're, I think he was making more of a general statement about we're I bailing know. out the I practices know. and the behavior of I Silicon know. Valley I know. at the taxpayers' expense. I get it totally. So that, and, that would and, be my response to I, that. I get so. it.
0: I get it. I agree. That's right. exactly what he was doing. It's just- I got you. He, All right. Well, let's move on. We got a lot of show to cover. Go ahead. I mean, let's look, he, here's the deal. Joe Biden actually did lie. And, you know, our ability <laughs> to be clear about that <laughs> yeah. is compromised by paying yelling at people about it. Right. Because he's not he's not accurate. You should be accurate, especially if you're going to throw a rock through the other guy's window. Sorry. Fair. I'm an old timer.
4: OK, so the DEA administrator. Oh, yeah. Anne Milgram oh. was on CBS and yeah. she discussed from her perspective, from her perch as the head of the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency, what the crux of the problem with fentanyl is. Yeah. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, our uh, uh, the good congresswoman that that from was? South Florida, <laughs> went on <laughs> MSNBC and delivered her propaganda about what indeed the Republicans are doing to politicize the issue. And her facts were a little different from the DEA yeah. facts.
0: I'm assuming that like nobody asked um Congresswoman Schultz like what her source was on that. That most of the drugs coming over the border are being carried by American mules. Yeah. Posing as regular it, Americans, I guess. Yeah. And that and that's I, I it's a hell More of, a... of an
4: indictment of of cable news uh, as a
0: hell of a claim. Somebody so should. So you could him, actually argue
4: look. that both of those clips were cable news it, it, sort it, 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 it's fodder, a hell of fodder, right? A,
0: it's a hell of an indictment. For, it's a hell of an indictment just to let glide. You think somebody would have been like, hey, I don't mean to be that guy, but do you have a source for that claim, or you're just making it?" We seem to be living in a fact free environment. Yeah, we do. I'm we looking are. forward to it. This is why we exist here. It's this is why true. we're on episode number
4: 124. Senator Sullivan from Alaska? I thought that's what it—that's who it was. Uh, describing the Willow Project approval that we discussed with the good governor last week. Yeah. That we said was the biggest no-brainer of all no-brainers. The curveball, which I didn't see coming. Yeah, me neither. Was the fair exchange of locking up the equivalent of the state of West Virginia in a place, ladies and gentlemen, called the... <laughs> National Petroleum Reserve oh, in a place my. that Congress designated for the production of oil for the for the extraction of oil, primarily for the military, it's, but now for, you know, the economy or, or for
0: general purpose. So it's borderline criminal is what it is, man. It's borderline criminal. You know what? I'm just gonna pick, I mean, I'm this, just gonna pick and choose what laws I feel like following. Yeah, well, going back to the point about the bank, same yeah, thing, right? I'm just gonna so, pick and choose, you know, right?
4: Uh, you
0: guys can all go to hell.
4: So, at this rate, for every project that is perfectly legitimate in terms of all of checking all the boxes, getting through all the permitting and everything else, the the trade off, quote unquote, for an approval of, an, of a project is locking up even more land. There will be less and less opportunities to produce more
0: oil which is essentially what they want anyway, right? So, I, um yeah, it was Craven politics, right? He he wanted to he had to get on the record as being in favor of some oil and gas development. At least one to bust up the Republican talking point that he's opposed to all of it. And he will he will now, I'm willing to bet you any amount of money, he will now go to Willow at some point
4: but as and, opposed to going to Ohio yes
0: and talk about and talk about how he himself oh, made this happen oh he goes happen.
4: to Willow I'm just going to tell you right let, now let me ex- our audience won't be able to see this but if he goes to Willow yeah man. that gonna, is what he's going to well,
0: see he'll go to Anchorage he'll go to Juneau yeah, he'll go
4: someplace just like he went to the border. he's not going here
0: i go there so this that is looks the pristine cool,
4: area that he's preserving in the congressionally mandated
0: Petroleum Reserve. Yeah, man. A hundred years ago, by the way, it's been that way for a long time. I don't it's, know. It, it's, Vice President Harris uh, appeared on. Oh boy,
4: uh, what's the name of that guy? Stephen Colbert. The Stephen Colbert yeah, the, Late the Night
0: Daily Show.
4: The evening. I don't know. Dude, whatever. The, I don't watch. So to when crack. did talk late night talk show hosts become like the DNC memo headquarters?
0: Right at like, the end of what? What's funny about? Right at the end of Dave the Let- willow pr- like how is that like right at the end of the Dave Letterman show, he started to get bad, and I think he gave everybody else permission
4: because and then of course, one of the famous non answer answers from our vice president
0: so, well, we need to look at it in terms of what we've already what we've what we've already seen, seen and looked at, and then with respect to, to those the terms in-
4: the investments that we can make based on the investments we made
0: and, uh, what i would like somebody to do in the audience i don't have this skill yet and I, I assume we're gonna have to get it i'd like somebody to chat gpt um a vice president's the vice president's speech just give me like five <laughs> minutes on any topic I, I think it'd be hysterical that's actually
4: a money-making thing you should you should try to like figure out how to make money off of that I, it, it's like just, a speech generator for it, the vice president you know how right? it
0: would be you know how it would be. That would be fantastic. it would be, it'd be Venn diagrams and and we can't be we can't be restricted by what was. We need to think about what is and what could be and blah 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 blah. blah. So apparently, did she go to USC? Hey, easy. I'm just asking.
4: So apparently Florida was doing just fine. Uh-oh. Just fine before Ron DeSantis. <laughs> yeah, Ron DeSantis became governor. Florida, you have the beaches. No, you have. I mean, you, know, you have the New Yorkers.
0: you know, you know fairness, the crime and everything. In all fairness, the boss does have himself a point. Like that, the organic stuff was all good, right? Senator Scott was did a pretty good job. Senator. Even
4: Charlie Crist did a good job. Yeah, so I'm going to have to draw a the line there.
0: When you go to Florida, it's not because of Governor DeSantis. <sighs> you know these. This is why I love campaigns. Grown men acting like five year olds. But you know, the, like I said, boss isn't wrong. Um Boss is miscalculating. I, boss is miscalculating I, this. You know, you can't you don't really know. You don't really know until you think, until people start voting. I think the governor's living in his head. Oh yeah, that you know, right? That yeah. you know. He's he's all jammed up about that. The other thing that Trump said in Iowa, um that is he he, he dings. He tinged the governor DeSantis for being against the ethanol mandate. I'm like, this is <laughs> all the more reason to support the right, governor, I was right? Like, From Dude, my perspective, you, but... you know, come on, what kind of right. you? Know... <laughs> okay, this is a long running thing with me and with me and and the former president. He just could never make a decision on this stupid ethanol mandate, and and it. it It's really sad that like his – one of his – his first real campaign foray comes out squarely in favor of the mandate. There was no hesitation. Squarely in favor of the mandate. They're like, all right. I guess is how we're going to do it. Well, Iowa, right? Uh, You know, his love affair with the Branstead family continues. Keep in mind, his organizer in Iowa is – President Trump's organizer in Iowa is –
4: Branstad's son. Eric Branstad. Eric. Yeah.
0: Okay. Reason reason enough to vote no in Iowa.
4: Our Senator Kennedy clip of the week. (laughs) Seriously, man, we've become the Uh, Senator Kennedy podcast. The the sort of analysis of the Biden budget. And I think my favorite line was this.
1: Uh, Anything seems possible when you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Anything seems possible when you don't know
4: what See? you're talking about. It's just so good. See? The shredder one was good, but the that Shrive to me the is shredder the one, one I almost spit my coffee it, out. While it, doing I'm the telling research. you,
0: me and Senator Kennedy were tracking hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh man, he's good. He's very good. He's a lot of fun. He does. He does it's well. Too bad he's from Louisiana. Otherwise, he'd be good. He'd be good, right? Good president.
4: Hal Steinbrenner says, "Of course." We want to field the championship. Oh, is that who that was? I was wondering. Every year. Yeah. So did my dad for like the 18, I guess, 18 years, I guess, whatever it was.
0: Like, it felt a little bit dismissive there, but. Uh, maybe, yeah, I'll translate again, back into in English case. for you. All you morons are paying 100 bucks for a seat and 150 he, bucks to see this on MLB TV. And I, uh, until you stop doing it, we're going to keep I'm giving go- you the same product. I'm
4: going to
0: have producer put the actual clip.
4: In the show notes, because I want you to see the expression on his face. Oh boy. While he's talking. Like it. I, it, assume, I assume he's late for another meeting. It was very telling. Yeah. His facial expression. He's looking at
0: the watch. Yeah. No, compete Absolutely. Sure want to put one on the field. Suckers. What next week? What, what, what is today? The 16th? Oh, and we got two more weeks before we got a call. Before we got a call wins. All right. Um, that's gonna be fun. Good luck,
4: Mr. Steinbrenner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying any merch this year. Yeah. Secretary Jenny co- really? says we could all learn a lot, oh,
0: brother, from China. Yeah, we can. You know, learn to set up concentration camps, and this is this is this is not a gonna. She's
4: not gonna let this one's not gonna be. Be easy to uh, uh, let uh, let go. The Republicans are going to pounce. They already have and this kind seize of a, on that.
0: Tom, Tom, Tom. Republicans I, pounce. I'm Republicans gonna, seize. I'm going to say this just once, and I mean it. Just ex- almost exactly like I said. This is what happens when you appoint Canadians from Canada to the cabinet. <laughs> You're not an American, so she's you know she's she's perfectly comfortable with kings and queens and you know royal authority and stuff like that. You can't have these people in a the cabinet. They they infect the country. China. What's she going to say next? We could look at Britain for an example of what we could do. Just curtsy and move along, Madam Secretary. I, don't,
4: I also don't understand. I, I was um, talking to someone today about the, the high-speed rail thing. In California? Yeah. Yeah. You know how like, they've spent like-
0: <laughs> The L.A. to San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> I guess actually the Bakersfield to Merced, yeah, yeah, Raleigh. yeah. <laughs> what are they at? Like they're the number they're making Vogel look. You know the numbers. they they're they started at nine, and I want to say they're at thirty eight now. Uh, thirty eight so, billion. Those are billions, by the way. The, to go from Merced to Bakersfield, this whole like idea
4: that we could create this high speed rail network in the United States, it runs. Ca- like mean, we're not Europe, like a bunch of people left Europe to come here, right? Yeah, I, I, Why is it that all these lefty politicians want us to be like Europe
0: because they our
4: our instinct is to not be like Europe because they and Europe can have trains because their their towns yeah they're all, top, they're all living
0: on top of they're each all other. living
4: on top of each other and yeah. their their towns are close together. And, you know, they can zip on the train, go north, go south, whatever, right? Like, they have a system good, that's good different for them. from us. Good for
0: them. I'm glad. I have no uh, idea. Last I checked, we were a little bit bigger. I have no idea what it means for us. I, you know, look. The difference between Americans and the Europeans can be summed up in one word. And you've heard me do this before. Guns. Well, yeah. But one actual word, one different word. Um, if I asked you what America was about in one word, you would say... Freedom. No. More. It's about more. Okay. Whatever is Americans have, the correct answer is always more. And in Europe, the correct answer is always, I don't know, let me think about that. Or, hey, you know what, let's call up the king and see what he wants me to do. And, you know, just because just the king changed his name and now lives in Brussels or wherever the hell the EU set up instead of, like, whatever country you pretend to be a part of, doesn't change. You still are listening to a royal authority. I think that makes people, especially people from Canada, feel good. Makes them feel good. You know, and you got these guys all go to Europe after college for a year or two. Oh, this is lovely. I could sit in cafes and drink and blah, blah, blah. Sure, man. And you can't compare countries
4: to, like, you can't, like, it's not an apples to oranges comparison. When people talk about, oh, well, look at the healthcare system in Norway or whatever, right? Or They like their taxes in sweet, like, the tolerance for government in Europe has always been significantly radically higher. What I don't
0: get, here's what I don't get about all this. I've lived with this for years, right? What I don't get is it's not just us. Everybody in the hemisphere is the same as the Americans. They want more. And let me tell you something. Let me explain why. Everybody don't who's yell. here,
4: don't yell, everybody
0: Charles who's Paine. here. Sorry. I mean Charlie Payne got me excited. Everybody who's here. At some point, somewhere near family got on a boat, got on a plane, and got their asses over here. Whether it's America or Brazil or Argentina or Mexico or even Canada, it doesn't matter. They got here. They got the hell out of Europe. And their attitude is always, why would I want to do what those chuckleheads did? We all got out of there for a reason. Right. Brazil doesn't have high-speed rail. Argentina doesn't have high-speed rail. Chile doesn't have high-speed rail. Chile doesn't have high-speed rail. Nobody in the Western Hemisphere does. We shouldn't. This is America. The the Western Hemisphere. For some reason, the left, I mean, if they love it so much, just go there. Seriously, move. Feel
4: free. Just leave me alone, man. All right. um, Leave me alone. Those are our
0: clips for the week. Uh, Any announcements? I do. I have a couple of announcements. Um, First, to our listener, Ken Meinsinger. Um who reminded me why I didn't go to law school ultimately. He wanted to he had two questions. He had a question for me. He said, first for his first question. His first question was, do you guys do research um before the show? And the well, answer someone is, else asked us that yesterday, too. the answer is Tom does. I don't. Um, you know, he Tom's the heart and soul of this show. I am the adjunct. Um, so and then he wanted to know if we understood that the three um Investment funds that I had discussed, State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock, right, with respect to ESG, um, if we understood that they didn't meet any of the indicia of of antitrust violators, and I'm like, the mere fact you can say indicia with a straight face tells me I don't want to talk to you anymore. Um, he did, however, suggest that we – perhaps going through the fraud door, that they are, in fact, fraudulent because they pretend to be passive funds, but they are not. Mm-hmm. So, Ken, I'm looking for a uh, – Fairly detailed legal memo On what we can do about that That's one Um, Two is uh, I was corrected by a friend of mine um, Of German extract Who pointed out to me That the Germans were also interned In World War II Not just the Oh Japanese Here? Yes Oh Um, uh, That does not change Of course my fundamental point That Franklin Roosevelt Was a terrible person Was indifferent to the rights Of human beings Um and then third and last, Bill Murray, I want to thank you for pointing out to me that one of the conditions of allowing Alaska in as a state was that no private citizen could own subsurface rights, um, which I did not know. It yeah, strikes a, me as an incredibly important
4: thing. Yeah. Well, it would be if more than 3% of the land wasn't in private ownership. Even that. But is that still the, the same today or yeah, has that I, been yeah, changed? I think it's the same. Bill, call us up and tell us. That would be interesting. So this is a thread we need to, to pick at. One was the condition of entry, and two, we need to get that fixed yeah. if it's not. And oh, by the way, you you have an incredibly powerful delegation here in Washington, Alaskans. Seriously. You should tap them on this because if if we have not heard this
0: until now, I that's a little bit shocking to I, me. I, I, I've been I've been floating in and around these issues for. 30 years, 35 years. It's the first time I, yeah. I, I've ever heard of this. I'm like, as soon as he said, I'm like, that that seems kind of important.
4: Yes, 100%. Anyway,
0: sorry. That's it for the day. Okay. So I have one announcement. We have a new
4: listener, uh, Dave Smith. Dave, welcome to the Unregulated Podcast family. We're very excited to have you. Dave so, Smith? Yeah. Dave is April's husband. Okay. My cousin April. Okay. Who is one of our most loyal listeners and apparently- he got sucked in so nice welcome again. to the welcome to the family dave welcome to all right this day in history in 1802 sir on march 16th 1802
0: march 16th 1802 yes i'll give you one hint we admitted the state of alabama no secretary pompeo we admitted the state of Kansas. No. We created the secretary. No, the State Department was one of the original no, four. No, no, no. Background. Uh, Graduate of. We, West Point opened up for business. Boom! Uh, the first.
4: Really? Military school in the United States founded by Congress. That sounds terrible.
0: I have thought for that the
4: purpose be. of educating and training young men in the theory and practice of military science. Okay. Located at West Point, New York. The U.S. Military Academy is often simply known as West Point. All right, uh, nineteen
0: twenty-six, uh, March sixteenth, nineteen twenty-six. I'll my, give you my, one, my, one
4: hint. There's a there's a facility in uh, Maryland named after this the gentleman who uh, was the uh, mastermind behind this this development. You got me.
0: My grandmother was my grandmother's first man to give hope
4: to dreams of space travel. Goddard, American Robert H. Goddard, was born. Successfully launched the world's first liquid liquid fueled rocket at Auburn, Massachusetts, on this day in 1926. Really, the rocket traveled for 2.5 seconds at a speed of 60 miles per hour reaching an altitude of forty one feet and landing one hundred and eighty four feet away. Pretty cool. So there you have it. Pretty cool. Goddard gave us the birth of the rocket fueled, liquid-fueled rocket. Someday we're gonna electrify those things. Sure. So all sure. right here's one uh here's a fun one. Yes. In 1955, and you're not gonna guess this, so I'm just gonna say it. On this day in 1955, NHL star Maurice Richard the was suspended, Yeah, and a riot ensued. <laughs> he went up in a stance. <laughs> so he was uh, sus- suspended uh, for the remainder of the regular season and playoff after he attacked an opponent with his stick and slugged a referee in the head. Riots erupted the following day at a Red Wings-Canadians game in Montreal, cutting the game to be cut short after items are thrown at Campbell and tear gas bombs go off in the arena. See, he was warned not to attend the game after his suspension, but he did
0: anyway. Henry. So, I love uh, it. Henry, I absolutely love it. Henry the Rocket Richard. He was a great player. I think he's in the Hall of Fame. He's a great player.
4: Oh, Absolutely he died in 2000 and was inducted in 1960.
0: More importantly, he he was part of the great uh, he was part of the great Miller Lite ad campaign. Less feeling tastes great. Yeah, back in the yeah. late 70s early 80s. All right, this last one I
4: I wasn't going to include it, but since we're talking about bank bailouts. Yes. 2008 Lehman Brothers went up. Bear Stearns collapse. Bear Stearns collapse. Yeah. Sold to JP Morgan Chase. So here wow. we go again. What is old is new again. It's pretty cool. All right, subjects for today. I have uh the first thing on my topic list is HR1. Yeah.
0: Oh, um okay. HR1 is the Lower Energy Cost Act that the Republicans introduced Tuesday. Um it does a bunch of things. Um the most important stuff is it uh, it establishes some timelines for NEPA um, processes, it gets rid of the green bank that uh, was established in the IRA, it um, it squares away Section 401 of the Clean Water Act, which uh, has stopped numerous, which states have used to stop numerous energy projects, um, and it lists off a bunch of categorical exclusions items which cannot be considered major actions under NEPA, so essentially excludes them from NEPA consideration. It's a nice bill. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a kitchen sink of a lot of the stuff it, that we've a, it's been. A really, it's a really, it's Working
4: good... on talking about. Right. There's some nods to.
0: It's a really good first step.
4: Mineral, that, yeah, um, securing it, it, critical it, mineral supplies. Yeah. Um, we we get away. We do away with this ridiculous cross-border like yeah re, re, like requirement that the president have to deem it. Uh, Yeah, it it it, um in the national
0: interest. It's an excellent first step, um, and it was especially, you know, especially a counterpoint, counterpuntal, as the young people like to say, um, counterpuntal to um, Team Biden's announcement on Monday, right, that they were going to allow three drill pads at Willow and then close off 16 million acres to oil and gas, right? The Republicans, to my mind, that narrowed. The ability to produce affordable energy. Mm-hmm. What the Republicans are doing expands the ability to no, produce not just affordable, affordable energy. energy
4: too. Like you know the the uh, at some point the wind and solar guys are gonna start turning to Republicans for support, right? Because they Probably. need they need this these reforms just as much because they're not no longer.
0: Yeah, I mean you know it. it no, nobody. Nobody not not too many people agree with what I'm about to say because it's because it's, it's too simple but um the energy transition however you think about that um is not going to happen unless you build lots of natural gas pipelines and lots of transmission and you can't do that with the current regulatory regime we we'll ha- just can't
4: we will be having a lot to say about that in the near future with our next big report yay Mine, baby, mine. At least that's our working title. We might have to change that though. So uh, I, let's call it, it "Snakes on a Plane." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is in this is in Politico. Yo. Uh, yesterday, yeah. Schumer slams House GOP's energy permitting bid. Senate Minority Leader called GOP's opening pitch a non-starter. Dead on arrival, says. The Senate Majority Leader. I wonder what Mansion said about it. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a comment. That, for you me. know,
0: it. It. Okay. I mean, look. The truth of the matter is, what happened this week? Both of the things, right? The Willow and the. This is sixty million. This acres, is the. This is the ground we're fighting the it out. Narrative, on. right? Yeah. This is the this or that. This is the ground we're going to fight it out on in twenty twenty four. And truthfully. That the Democrats have managed to get themselves on the side of, um, you know, intermittent energy, zero zero marginal cost intermittent energy, um, and bans, ban, 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 ban. communist China. And being in favor of taking away your cars, trucks, and gas stoves. I have no idea how they managed to work themselves into this corner, but there they are. Well, I have a
4: lot of ideas how they did that. I
0: just, it's, a lot of dollar signs behind it. Yeah,
4: donors, sure. A lot sure, of but backing of, I mean, from certain, the left, from, so, from Silicon Valley uh, a certain tech point. people like John Doerr and others. Well, here's who've see, been bankrolling the so here's a fact. Party
0: for how many okay, years Okay, you want now? a fact about Silicon Valley Bank? So, it, Silicon, Valley, Silicon Valley Bank... Um, was the banker of choice for about 60% of um, community solar aggregators. Yeah, the they, they, the solar and wind community is going to have to find themselves the, another bank. I have a great
4: article from the Wall Street Journal since you brought it up. This was also yesterday morning. SVP collapse threatens funding source
0: for climate startups. Yeah. This is a serious problem because what these – here's what would happen – The venture capitalists they were investors in svp and they would get their people that they funded to put their payroll and get their line of credit out of svp so when the thing went under it just took a hell of a lot of things with it and i haven't seen anybody write that yet i'm like this is not you know this is a fairly well-known thing okay so
4: uh investments in climate startups are booming in part because of big government incentives which is translation for the uh, transfer of wealth from taxpayers to said companies. Unlike many tech companies, these startups often require a large amount of capital spending on factories and equipment. Many turn to SVB for funding. Yep. Some of them haven't yet started bringing in revenue. That sounds familiar, right? So, yeah. so I want to credit uh, Dr. Kreutzer for this he he tweeted this article out and i caught it um he said quote bank run by people who don't know what they're doing was major funder of green startups
3: <laughs> yeah. so
4: there you go something about that so all the big green f- tech funding is going to be jeopardized because this poor bank
0: they're probably going to be fine but it's going to take 6 months to it's going to take 6 months to um or a year even to get otherwise positioned. And the other thing, to your point, right, Silicon Valley Bank had one person on their board who had any banking experience. They're going to go to like- The rest was ESG social experimentation. Eh, there were some retirees who had some corporate experience, but it was kind of iffy. What
2: what,
0: what they're going to find out is, is that bankers are going to be a little bit more, real bankers are going to be a little bit more, eh, Let me think about this for a while, right? Because you know, a legitimate bank is going to be like, I'd like to see cash flow. And the direct pay stuff is good, but it's not enough. uh, Explain that. You're talking about the government, the way that the government, its quote-unquote
4: incentives are
0: structured. Yeah, the direct pay. So direct pay, usually you get tax credits. They're credits against tax that you owe. But in a lot of cases for these wind and solar fellows, they don't owe any tax. So this latest round, the Inflation Reduction Act, um, they put a provision in there that said, hey, we're just going to direct pay you. What that means is you can take the option of the government just paying you a credit instead of you striking your free taxes. It's useful if like for tax equity purposes, for partnerships, stuff like that. Um, but if you're a bank, you're looking at that like government gives, government takes away. You got to be real careful with that investment, Right. And you know, truthfully, it's a smart thing because you know the next time the Republicans show up, they're going to put a big circle around that and be like, "Yeah, we're not doing that anymore." So it, it's a—I'm not sure how this story turns out. I'm sure there's a lot of bumpiness for the next. The, the months.
4: foundation for the green energy transition is made of sand.
0: I don't know if that's right. It's 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 got a lot of it's got a lot of loose boards. It's got a it's, lot of it's, it's yeah, pretty It's got a rickety. lot of, it's a lot it's of pretty l- you know the fr- the supply chains are shaky, the financing can be questionable. It, it it does have the feeling of something that's being knitted together as you're going down the runway. Yeah, and the, yeah. the problem
4: of course is is that we're the ones who are going to pay as usual. True. So. True. On this I'm with Bernie. The We're the ones
0: who are going to pay, but the millionaires and the billionaires are going to get bailed out. By the way, the millionaires and the billionaires, I'm willing to bet any amount of money that Bernie's going to vote for that bailout whenever it comes to Congress, How, in whatever they all form do, it comes right? To. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, all he, exactly. The other thing is he's been pretty quiet. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't been on cable news like barking about this, which tells me he's just going to eat it. He's yeah. going to vote for it, which so, may be the last time I ever listened to him seriously.
4: So, so I was uh, doing research. For the show, good for you, Colonel, and thank and you, Ken. Ken and I came across a interview between Glenn Beck and Ron DeSantis.
0: That must have been a festival.
4: And DeSantis basically said, and he was very well versed, unlike the judge that Senator Kennedy interviewed a few weeks back about Article Three, yeah, Article yeah, Five. Yeah. That the one of the real like mysteries about Washington is how a body designated in the Constitution. AKA the legislative branch has just rolled over its responsibilities to the executive branch. And one of the things they pointed, he pointed out was, was that by passing these statutes that are vague and basically letting the regulators write everything is a way for them to preserve their power. Because when they make hard decisions, they have, they offend people. And they would rather just see the authority of the legislative branch in order to preserve their individual short-term yeah, Agree. power. Agree totally. So I thought that was rather striking for a governor who's not you know
0: he was in Congress. He's seen it. I, I understand, but it, it it I'll tell you one thing. That's another argument for term limits, right there. Uh, you know, I, I
4: haven't been for. I I argue that a term limit is an election, but. It's so one more I argument be, for term limits. If could you could be you, talked into, uh, although I just, I think know, it you, only transfers to, the power to unelected no, still
0: staff. I don't believe
4: that. AKA the sort of, you know, you know, you know full well that chief, there is a, there is a class here that is, is a freshman chief of staff to a freshman their whole career. Yeah. Right. I, they just keep getting passed down yeah. year over year to a yeah, new freshman is, who doesn't know any better right but, but that's and so not, there's, there's hill staffers see, that don't the, go away see, see the appropriation thing, staffers for example they
0: would that don't they, go away they would and I'll tell you why because those people you're talking about the appropriation staffers and the staffers who get past chief of staff down to down to freshman members they're there because of the contacts they have on the hill with other staffers and they're there because they have a relationship with usually senators, but sometimes House members, long-serving House members. If you got rid of the capacity of people to build empires, all those guys would go away and find legitimate jobs. You think so? They would work for Deloitte, Pricewaterhouse, Ford. I don't know. They'd go find legitimate jobs because there wouldn't be any money in lobbying anymore in this town. So you mm-hmm. couldn't sit around for 20 years and then turn around and sell yourself to BGR, the Duberstein Group, or... I don't know who, well, whatever MWR strategies. MWR strategies. <laughs> you
3: know,
0: you, 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 your value, your connective value would be much, much less.
4: All right, uh, I am. I have been opposed to term limits, but I, I'll keep an open mind. I will, I will dig further, do more research,
0: yeah. and see it's and popular, see. popular, with, popular with voters. So, um, ask Nikki Haley; she'll tell you competency test for people over 75 i wonder how she drew that line we've gotten away from plugging
4: your column as of late and i wanted to revive that a little our our co-hosts of the unregulated podcast the washington times for some reason still has you on the payroll no telling why so give me some highlights of uh past or future
0: columns from you sir Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were gonna read something. Uh I followed... Well, I have
4: the one on the on the cars and stoves. That's the one
0: I wanted to talk so, about. Okay.
4: Um, um it it This is called banning gas and diesel powered cars and trucks don't oh, worry, really the,
0: the headline is terrible. Bad it's, idea. It's a terrible headline. I sh- it's my own fault. I should have <laughs> yeah. given them a different headline. Anyway, um So last week 55 Republicans introduced um House Republicans introduced legislation that would preclude EPA from granting a, a California a waiver to go ahead and ban cars and trucks by 2035. California needs the waiver under the Clean Air Act because that is the federal authority under which they are going to regulate, ostensibly regulate, tailpipe emissions, but in fact just go ahead and ban um, cars and trucks. Um, i point out that the gas stove's thing was sort of a trial run and it has been very very messy. they have, they have they've have been, you know, the 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 various components of the federal government have been caught in lies all the way along. hey, we're not going to really ban gas stoves. well, we're going to ban Gas stoves and new construction. Maybe new ones. Well, yeah. we actually are going to go actually back in and dig them out. Them. Yeah,
4: and we're also going to regulate
0: them and through the Department of Energy. It, it, so they it, are going to try to ban it. It got pretty messy. Yeah. So, um, and I'm trying to imagine, you know, how does this thing turn out? This thing turns out even uglier because I'm waiting for the moment when the American public figures out because. The deal is California is going along with 17 other states, so it's about well, re- strike that
4: and reverse it.
0: 17 other states go are going along because under
4: the law, yeah,
0: yeah, they they got they, they, can, they, they can adopt into California. In to California's California's that's
4: right, man, that's, madness.
0: right. that's about that's about 40 percent, 45, 40, somewhere between 40 and 45 percent of the American population. The automakers have already said they're going to follow California's lead, whatever it winds up doing. Right. So I'm looking forward to the day when the American public is told, yeah, you can't buy that car you want because some bureaucrat in Sacramento decided he didn't like it. I'm thinking the gas stove thing was enough of a riot. All of a sudden, you're now pulling other people into this thing. So that's what the column is. It's just a it's just a little recitation, all that. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that I'm still alive in 2035 so I can see this thing. Because it's going to be like the most epic fight of our lives. So I'm yeah. excited about it. I, 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 it, it It's going to be a lot of fun.
4: The war on the car has it, been going on for quite a while. Yeah. And you know, and, that's the, other- and the interesting thing is that the left, the greens, whatever you want to call them, they, they start out with these pithy narratives about how we're running out. And so we have to, you know, go, you know, move on. And we have, and then when we aren't running out, aka the shale revolution, and now we're the biggest producer of oil and gas in the world, and there's more oil and gas under our lands and waters than anywhere. And by the way, in the history of revising our estimates for oil and gas, it's never been revised downward. So it's not going away anywhere. So then they change the narrative. So, well, it's just, it's even good. though we have a lot, it's really bad. We got to keep it in the ground.
0: Okay. So it's funny. The prompt for this column was a UC Davis study, University of California Davis study, where the um, UC Davis guys have been mobility experts for 40 years, for as long as I've been around in federal government, right? They have a, they have some kind of special thing there, special center. Um, they did a report where they told the truth. They said, hey, man, if you're really going to electrify the American fleet, we're going to need three times the amount of lithium as we have now. And there's just no way to do that. So what they said is, here's what you could do. Just drive less. no. Well, reduce yes. The amount of cars available yes. for
4: people to buy. Yes.
0: So, yes. so, so we're going to basically go. At it, their answer is: you're going to go from in America now. You're going to go from 300 million cars to 75 million cars. And guess who wins in that equation? Well, I'm just like. And, and by the way, the rest of us, the rest of us, eat cake. Are going to be riding around on electric bikes and taking a bus. Oh, and taking the high speed train yeah. from Bakersfield and, and to Merced. All I can think of is, <laughs> all I can. Th- and I read the whole thing. You should read this. It's linked in the story. You should read it because it's like just the weirdest stuff. But the math is right. Um, so this is. I, I'm just, this is uh, what they. I'm looking forward to the day when like, your first senator reads that. Like you know, we're going to do what? I'm sorry, you want me to do what? Dear regular
4: Americans. Yes, pound sand. I just good luck getting getting in the getting in the wait list for the for the vehicle because guess who's going to get them first? Right,
0: and and you know the thing about it these these guys writing this report, there was going to be no social friction. Somehow we're all just going to agree to do this stuff. I'm just like, well, I'm like literally everyone with a gun is going to resist this. Just so you know.
4: Well, yes. When you come, the reason that we're all going to agree is because climate change will wipe out Uh, all of humanity by 2023 wait hold on from the new york post climate activist greta thunberg has reportedly deleted a 2018 tweet warning about what about climate change wiping out all of humanity by 2023 if fossil fuel use continued so I guess she took a look at the
0: calendar and decided
4: that maybe she I was off
0: by a couple of years. I don't I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do with that, um, except just put a different date on it, I guess, as you go along. Sorry, while we're while we're in the middle of when we're in the recordings, um the New York Times just broke the news that First Republic just went under. Um, got a um it got thirty billion dollars. Well, it didn't go under, it got saved, it got thirty billion dollar. A, I'm guessing a buyout, they report deposits from JP Morgan, Chase, Bank of America and nine other banks in a deal to prevent a wider crisis. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have a wider crisis. It just sure your foot high. Sorry, I didn't yeah, mean But they're know. too big to fail. Everybody's too big to fail. Everyone's too big to I'm fail. I'm too big to fail. All
4: right, well, I was going to uh bring up this this yes. is relevant to the other stuff we were talking about. Yeah. This is from San Francisco Chronicle. Yo, you talk, I, what I was my point earlier was, they start out with the narrative that well we have to do this out of obligation because we're running out of the resource which yeah. we're not. Then they said well we have to do this out of obligation because we're gonna our planet is gonna be wiped out if we don't which yeah. it's not entirely clear that that's the case. I'm putting it diplomatically.
0: It's <laughs> gonna say. And
4: so now the new narrative is who who cares just ban it so we talked about the cars we talked about stoves. the gas stoves yeah. now here this this straight out of san francisco's uh air quality management district oh, that's today's news yeah bay area will end sales of gas furnaces and water heaters here's what it means for you the move affects both existing homes and new construction which will be required to turn to electric home appliances
0: um do, You know the interesting thing about that is the vote in the Bay Area um, Air, the Air Quality, Quality man- Management is, District. You know what the vote was? No. 20 to nothing. There wasn't a single soul who was like, wait a minute. Maybe we should think about this. Yes. So you
4: talk about unregulated bureaucrats yeah, man. managing our behavior yeah, on our man. behalf because we don't know any better. So Silicon Valley, San Francisco – yeah, man. That's what we've got. That's what we're dealing with. All right. What's next? I have um, one more and I'm done.
0: Okay. So what do you have? Uh, I only have one more. Uh, I wanted to point out that the United States Senate is currently working with 97 members of 49 Democrats and 48 Republicans. When Senator McConnell gets back, it will be 49-49. Um, I'm what, what I'm, are you saying that I'm told that Senator Feinstein is going to come back before Senator McConnell. Are you saying that the senators, senators
4: we're the, repro- the, the, it's the, been reported that the the Senator senators are having issues with being able to show up and vote?
0: It, 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 um, Mr. Fetterman is supposed to be back in weeks, um, not months is what, what they announced yesterday. Um, Here's the we could point. get a lot done. We could. Here's the point I'm making. Um, this is a natural consequence of having a superannuated Senate. Right when you have a bunch of uh, when you have a bunch of people over the between the ages of 75 and 90, you are going to have always have two or three or four people who are not with you, who are in a hospital or doing some other kind of thing. Um, so, my point is for the next 16 months. 17 months, 18 months, I would um, – if you're a lobbyist trying to guess what's going to happen, I would always factor in the question of who's actually there to vote. Keep in mind, you can't proxy. You have to stand in the door of the Senate and vote. Right. So it's a it's – Well, the a, House eliminated proxy, right? They did. Thankfully. But the thing about the House is you could always roll in on a wheelchair and stick your card in. You have to say something in the Senate. It's a call. It's a called mm-hmm. vote. So um, it's going to be – I suspect we're going to have this 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 ever-shifting. How many senators do we have available? Which will hopefully
4: delay things that are I, know, I, happening I, in the Senate. I,
0: at a 40 – let's just say that Senator Feinstein and Senator Fetterman are out. That's a forty-nine, forty-nine Senate, and yeah, you
4: know, CRA's are privileged resolutions. Joe so Manchin becomes a very important guy. You can bring them down to man. the floor at any time. Well, there's going to be We already lot of had
0: some examples of
4: that with the DC vote, Agreed. and the CRA on ESG. So
0: uh, this is good. This there's going to be good. a fair amount of mayhem. I'm looking forward to it too. Yep,
4: I have one here. This is from CNN, and this was ta-da, uh, ta-da. when uh, Tuesday. Fugitive search underway for ex-Hogan chief of staff who allegedly stole $276,000. An interstate investigation is underway for a one-time chief of staff to former Maryland Governor Larry Hogan after he had failed to appear in court on Monday. The U.S. Marshal Services said, Roy C. McGrath, 53, who served as a top aide to Hogan, for a few months during the summer of 2020 is facing charges in relation to an alleged scheme to bilk Maryland out of more than $276,000. He was due to appear in federal court in Baltimore and is now considered a a wanted fugitive. He's on the lam. So, (laughs) So what he did was he was in the Maryland environmental service. Yeah. And at the time, he he cooked up a two hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars severance payment by falsely telling them that the governor was aware of and improved approved the payment. And he was also charged with fraud and embezzlement from an organization receiving more than ten thousand dollars in federal benefits, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It,
0: it, it, you, you, the whole point. The whole. The best part of the story <laughs> it's is so, so good. The best part of the story is. This guy looks like Poindexter. Yeah, central, he's 53 man. years I mean, old. He, he's got like he,
4: glasses. He just, he's got looks, the
0: Republican look. He looks like a child in, a, in his dad's suit, man. It's just, yeah. it's like, it's awful. I feel bad for him. He was chief of staff for like a month. So yeah. it—he's it, on the lamb. 276,000.
4: On the labor. lamb. So, all right, that's it. I'm done. Uh, we'll close with our beloved president who uh, I apparently had an interview with Kyle Penn. I Who I guess is the yeah, new uh, yeah. Trevor Noah? Is he? I think so. Is that right, producer?
0: Is anybody concerned that he actually
4: worked for Democrats? Yeah, in, like, Literally, the, White in House, the White House. Like,
0: that's my point. Like these shows have now become like it's DNC, ridiculous, like surrogate. You know, yeah, George Stephanopoulos, right? He cut. He cut the. Or Bill Moyers actually cut the, cut the president open. All right, here it is. If we
1: don't keep the temperature from going above 1.5 degrees. Celsius raised now. We're in real trouble. That whole generation is damned. I, I mean, that's not hyperbole uh-huh. Really truly I'm not, in trouble.
4: I'm not kidding. It's not. It's not a joke <laughs> you, you Trouble I, you should have even seen Cal <laughs> Penn's face on that one. even he was like <laughs> <What's> uh, <laughs> a- <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen your president our president Oh, boy. That's a wrap for the 124th episode of the Unregulated Podcast. See you next week. Namaste,
0: especially to you people who are damned.